Noelle Pickering, founder of Maneuvering the Middle. As a former math teacher, I know what it's like to feel frustrated and worn out by the responsibilities of being a teacher. Can you say, and putting grades the night before they were due? After spending several years getting organized, developing time-saving routines, and rethinking the way I taught math, I realized it didn't have to be that way. I could love my job and leave my work at school. I created the Good Morning Teacher podcast to provide practical solutions to those well-known teacher pain points and to cheer you on as you face your week. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear tools and strategies that will help you maximize your time and effort, both in the classroom and at home. If you are a busy teacher looking for practical solutions, then this is the place for you. Let's get your morning started right. Teachers, you're listening to episode number one. Today, we are talking about three simple strategies that will help you work smarter, not harder. These are practices that I have put into place both personally and professionally, and I'll share a few examples of how you might be able to apply them. The best part is they're so simple you can start doing these today. Plus, I have a great listener freebie that will work for any classroom setting. So stick around to hear how you can grab it. Let's jump in. As teachers, we do many of the same things 180 times each year. Think daily attendance, planning a lesson, grading assignments, or setting up even an assignment in your LMS. All of these things take time and energy and are repeated over and over again. So my number one productivity tip is to take the time to go slow now so that you can go fast later. Let me say that again for you. Take the time to go slow now so that you can go fast later. For me, this looks like organizing and creating templates for everything. Our Maneuvering the Middle team just started a huge new editing project with the most beautiful Airtable spreadsheets and templates that literally took us hours to create. But we didn't do that to pat ourselves on the back or because we like colorful spreadsheets, although we do. We did it because we know we are going to repeat this process a minimum of 60 times. So it makes a lot of sense to take the time to set up the templates and create the spreadsheet so that one month into the project, we aren't continually circling back and making adjustments because we didn't really think it all the way through. For you, this might look like really utilizing your Google Chrome bookmarks. So likely you have several websites bookmarked and they are all sorted by default based on when you added them in. Or maybe you have Google Drive bookmarked, but you actually need to click through several folders to get to the specific unit you are working on. Well, that isn't super efficient, and I can guarantee you that you will be hunting through your email to find some link only to find yourself distracted and spending 10 minutes responding to parent emails and realize that the one thing you wanted to do didn't get done. A better solution is to create folders that open the correct bookmarks for the specific task you are working on. Grading assignments, creating a video, Creating assignments in your LMS are all examples. So let's take the task inputting grades 
You may need to have your LMS open, your school gradebook software, your Edpuzzle account, or Khan Academy. By using the Google Bookmarks folder, you can very quickly select the folder you created called Inputting Grades, right-click, and select Open All. In just a few clicks, each website that you need is open and ready to go. Another favorite thing that I have used for several years now is a website called LastPass. LastPass acts like a digital vault and securely saves all of your passwords so that you don't have to remember them all. I cannot tell you how many times I had to click that terrible forgot password button and go through the process of getting a new password when I came to a website that I didn't access regularly. I mean, we've all been there, right? LastPass is so easy to use. Each time I visit a new website where I need to log in, it helps generate a legitimate secure password and then saves the information. I just have to remember one secure password to log into my LastPass account. Super easy. This is quite an easy project that you will be thankful that you took the time to do. So set aside 30 minutes and open your Google Chrome and set up bookmark folders. If you aren't sure what bookmark folders are, you're not alone and we have you covered. Just go to maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode one for a quick step-by-step of how to set these up. And while you're there, take a minute to look at LastPass or another password manager to not only help you be more productive, but also more secure. Now the principle of going slow now so that you can go fast later can apply to pretty much anything that you will repeat over and over again. And you'll feel so much more accomplished because you'll actually accomplish so much more. Now that you have all your websites grouped and easily accessible, let's talk about the second simple strategy by considering what other like tasks you can group together, something often called batching. For those of you who aren't familiar with the term batching, batching is just grouping similar tasks that require similar thinking in order to streamline completion. Let me just say that one more time. Batching is grouping similar tasks that require similar thinking in order to streamline completion. Our brains actually have to work so much harder when we're constantly switching between different tasks. For example, if you sit down on your planning period and you enter grades for one class, work on your lessons for the next week, send a parent email, and then run down to the copy room, your brain had to switch gears four different times. When you plan out your to-do list, think about what activities go together as well as which require more brain power, you're going to be more successful and more productive. I was almost always wiped out after school, so I saved tasks like grading papers, entering grades, tidying up my room, and any last-minute copies for after school. Except on my late night, which I'll be sure to discuss in an upcoming episode. So let's think about what things we do as teachers that can be easily batched together. Here are some ideas. Choosing a bell ringer for each day of the week. If you have to do it once, you might as well do it for the whole week, and then you might as well do it for a whole unit if you have the time. If you're teaching virtually, think about recording all of your videos in one setting, which I totally understand requires having other materials prepared, but you can batch that too. Grading on the same day and in the same sitting, but really, my best tip about grading is to give more feedback and less grades. Making copies, lamination, cutting, 
or better yet, asking a parent to help. Even as a middle school teacher, I was able to find parents who would happily cut lamination or come up to school to make copies. It doesn't hurt to ask, especially when you can make the most of everyone's time by batching. Things you probably can't batch might be responding to parent emails. Unfortunately, you don't want to wait till one day of the week to respond to them. You want to follow your school policies and get right back to them in a timely fashion, which means you may have to just set a timer instead. So if you sit down for 15 minutes and the only thing you're doing is responding to parent emails, you're essentially batching just in a little different way to think about it. Avoid the habit of immediately stopping what you're doing to read a new email. Your rest time is also something you can't batch. It's easy to wake up thinking about work, go to work, come home, and then think about work or do more work. Try to change your mindset about rest and the fact that rest actually allows you to be your most productive self when you're actually working. There are only so many hours in the day, and as much as I wish I could work faster or somehow get more time, we are all limited by the same 24 hours each day. My third simple strategy may also be my best advice for any teacher and really just life productivity. It is to plan your week and then work the plan. There is something about waking up, driving to work on Monday morning, that changes when you have a plan for the week ahead. When you know exactly what you need to do for the day or when what you're going to accomplish on your planning period, you're more relaxed, more confident, and more enjoyable to be around. Think about those days when you were completely prepared with your materials, your lessons were a hit, and you were able to leave work when you planned. You were likely a joy to be around. Your students and colleagues likely noticed, as did your friends, family, or roommates. When I was teaching, my weeks looked very similar and I had a really nice rhythm in place. I would grade on a specific day, I would plan my lessons on another, and then I would stay late every Thursday afternoon to make sure I was ready for the week ahead. I was even strategic about the activities I planned for Fridays so that I was able to leave ready for the following week. Years later, now as a mom of two, a wife, and the leader of our Maneuvering the Middle team, things look really different. When my son started kindergarten this year, I realized that I needed to go back to that very specific routine and rhythm for our family. So now I spend time on Sundays planning my week, both my work week, but also sitting down with my husband to plan our family's week. I think it's important to not only have a to-do list, but also a plan for when those to-dos are going to get accomplished. So that when the bell rings at the end of the day on Monday and your brain is so tired and you've answered the same question a few dozen times, you don't have to spend another 15 minutes just thinking about what you need to get done. You are able to look at your plan and work that plan. This is where our listener freebie comes in. It's our Google Hub. It's a weekly plan that we designed for students, but in reality, it can totally work for you too. You can use it to create a plan for yourself, and then you can upload it to your Google Drive so that you have that plan wherever you are. Next week, we'll chat about how you can use the Google Hub with your students, but if there's one thing I love, it's a resource with multiple purposes. Now to grab the Google Hub organizer, head to maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode one. There, you will see the hub and all the links that we mentioned in the show, 
including a quick how-to for those Google folders. So as a quick recap, if you want to gain hours back each and every week by working smarter, not harder, consider applying these three simple strategies that we talked about today. First, take the time to go slow now so that you can go fast later. Second, batch anything and everything based on the type of task. And third, take the time to plan your work and work your plan. Now, in case you're multitasking, I'm gonna say that one more time. Go slow now so you can go fast later, batch those similar tasks, and plan your work and work your plan. I would love to know what teacher productivity tips you recommend. So go ahead and drop a comment in this week's Instagram or Facebook post. For all the links, resources, and freebies mentioned today, you can find those in one easy place. So check out maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode one. I'm Noelle Pickering, and you've been listening to the Good Morning Teacher podcast. Until next time, friends, make it a great week.